I'm happy to have you here participating in The Mystic Show. This is episode 159. Time to take it down a notch. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Chris Curran. I'm happy you're able to join me here. This is the show where we talk about spirituality and mindfulness and meditation and a lot of things that are unseen and otherworldly, which, of course, are the most important things in our lives. Right? What did, what did Eddie Vedder say? Uh... I can't buy what I want because it's free. There you go. So, and if you practice the things we talk about on this show, it'll make a big difference in your life. So we release a new episode every Friday morning. You can hear us as a podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and our website, themysticshow.net themysticshow.net 159 episodes up there now it's amazing you can search for keywords you can look in for tags it's pretty cool you can browse around the website i don't know if you've done that lately um real quick you can also get some audio from the website i made this really cool little audio project it's like 47 minutes long relaxing music and on top of the relaxing music, I read selected Rumi quotes, and it came out really well. So you can uh, get that for free. Just jump on the email list, uh, our behind-the-scenes email list, and you'll get a, just an email from me every week saying, hey, the new show's up, and little some tidbits of behind-the-scenes of the Mystic Show that I don't share on the show itself. So, yeah. So I hope you've been good lately. If you haven't been good, then that means something good is coming. And real quick, I just want to thank Pause Your Life. Pause Your Life, um, meetups and retreats. For those times when you just want to hit the pause button. And like that one movie, I forget what movie it was. I saw it on TV many years ago where like time stops, except for like these two, the two main characters. And everyone else is frozen in place and they're just there. I sometimes wish I could do that to the world. You know, give me a week. Let me just relax. <laughs> Let me sleep late and or sleep a lot. Not necessarily late, but get rest, eat well, relax. And then after a week, all right, turn the world back on and let me start again. So anyway, Pause Your Life facilitates meetups and retreats for that very purpose. So pauseyourlife.org is the website. And on this episode today, I have three little topics, as has been my habit in the last few months. You know, sometimes I just have ideas. Like I was, for instance, I was driving with my wife up to Denver for our Sunday morning meditation, and I just started thinking about the subconscious mind and the conscious mind and and this idea that 
you know, the subconscious mind basically controls 95% of our lives. So the conscious mind is amazing. You know, what you're conscious of right now, what you're seeing, what you're hearing and all this. It's amazing. But beneath the surface, there's a lot going on. So, you know, we think in our conscious minds that we're conscious all the time. But I think there's gaps in our thinking, you know, like the gap between thoughts. I know some different writers and speakers have talked about that gap. And it's true. Between two thoughts, there's a very small portion of time where you're really not thinking. You're just existing. So in these gaps between thinking, it's an interesting idea that at those times, we are connected with pure spirit. We are in union. We are we are existing in a very pure spiritual state, a very high state. And I'm only talking about fractions of fractions of a second, like a millionth of a second. You know, even between the words I speak, there's that little gap. In that gap, you can break that gap down to like a billion pieces of time, a billion small pieces of time. And you're not thinking during all those billion pieces of time. Most of them, you're just being. So it's interesting that a lot of times in our daily lives, we think, oh, I'm, I, I feel disconnected. Um, I'm not in constant remembrance or I'm not, I don't feel that level of, you know, lightness that I feel in meditation. Well, it's my idea that most of the time you are in that state in all the millions of little gaps in every second and every minute you are connected <laughs> you are in union with god or creation whatever you want to call it i mean i think scientifically that's true because we on- we can only think so much and time can be broken down into these small bits so i just think it's an amazing idea that you can realize that most of the time you are existing in a very, very high spiritual state, regardless of what's happening in your conscious mind, right? I I just like that idea. And I just was driving down the highway and I thought of this idea. So um, what do you think about that? What do you think about the millionth of a second or the billionth of a second? What do you think is going on there? And a bigger question, what are some of the thoughts you have? Because I know if you listen to the show, during the week, stuff happens, or you meditate, you have thoughts, you have experiences, and you just have these, you know, existential, these bigger philosophical thoughts and ideas. Sometimes, not all the time, but what are your thoughts? So if you want, you can comment on this post, tell us your thoughts, um... I'd like to hear it. You know, I'm happy to share my ideas, but I also would like to learn from others. I'm, I haven't reached my goal yet, I don't think. Uh, so, I, you know, I'd like to learn from you. So help me out if you can. Um, there's a great quote by Rumi. Speaking of Rumi, right? Um, by the way, the name of that audio series you can get from when you join the behind the scenes email list the name of that audio series is Relax with Rumi. 
So it's pretty cool. Um, here's a quote from Rumi. What you seek is seeking you. That This blows my mind. What you seek is seeking you. So that's the thing. We're all looking for this spiritual state. We're all want to transcend consciousness or whatever we want or, or achieve oneness, however you want to say it. But, you know, which is really sort of realizing God or the ultimate or whatever. Um, but think about this. That's what you're seeking. But imagine that God is seeking you. In fact, uh, Babaji Maharaj has said, you are seeking God and God is also seeking you from the inside from inside your heart. And that's why we meditate on the heart, right? Because everything we need to find is in there. So that's another thought that just, I always love, you know, yes, you're seeking God, but God is also seeking you. And if you just sit there and open yourself and say, okay, God, you're looking for me. You're seeking me. Here I am. It's all yours. (laughs) Do with me what you will. That's always the best prayer. Some people would say that's the only true prayer is do with me what you will or do with him what you will or do with her what you will. Because whatever God wills, that's what's going to happen. And of course, God can mean different things to all of us. So in all those little millions of gaps in time, those billionths of a second every second, all those billions put together, that's when he is with you. He's literally with you. So the next topic I want to talk about is spiritual trajectory. You know, I wrote a book which was published in 2010 uh, called Leap Beyond Your Limits. And it was all about goal setting and mindset and attitude. And it's fascinating stuff. I mean, look, you as a human being are a fascinating creation, right? You can do so many things. You can be so many things. You can achieve so much. You can give so much. You can love so much. I mean, we are just amazing beings. And this whole spiritual journey is just one big experimentation on ourselves to, to go deeper and to see what is this really all about. Um, but in my book, I wrote about goals And there's a funny thing about goals. When you make a goal or set a goal, you're basically telling your subconscious what you want to do, what you want to achieve. And your subconscious starts working on it. We talked about this a few episodes ago for a while. But here's the thing. If you make really small goals, then it's easy. Your subconscious can just do it. It just gets done, you know? Like if you set really, really easy goals, then there's, it's just, it's going to happen. There's not much to do. It's pretty easy. Um, although sometimes you still don't achieve your goal. So here's the thing. When you aim really high, when you set your goal really, really, really high, like think about setting your goal really, really, really high, and then think of like a hundred times higher than that, and then multiply it by a thousand times higher than that, like ridiculously high, right? When you set your goal really high, it's it, there's a phenomena that happens. I don't think it has a name, but when you set your goal really high, you basically cover about half the distance to your goal pretty easily. 
and you do it, your subconscious does it, you do it together, right? Well, you're just one being, but it happens. It just happens. I don't know why, but when you expect to, or when you set a goal to achieve something really, really high, you just all of a sudden start racing toward your goal and you cover half the distance. I mean, and there's a million examples that we can talk about, like obviously money. If you say, oh, I want to earn $10,000 a year, I mean, that's pretty easy. You can get a part-time job and just not work very much, right? And you might make 10000 in a year, or you might not. You might fall short, or you might go a little over. But what if you set your goal to earn $2 million a year? Think about that. If you set your goal to earn $2 million a year, you're going to go out and get a job. You're not going to accept any job that's under a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. I mean, because you can't. You're going to go find a job that pays a half a million a year or more. And you'll find it because you're looking for it. <laughs> so the same person, if their one goal is $10,000, another goal is $2 million, the, immediately there's such a difference. So the same thing happens in the spiritual field. We set very, well, typically we set very low goals for ourselves. Like, oh, I don't want to get angry anymore or... Uh, I want to be nicer to my wife or my husband or, you know, oh, I want to stop drinking or something. Um, these are very low goals, very low. And most times we don't even achieve them. But this phenomena happens when you say, I want to achieve the highest goal available to human beings. Whatever the highest spiritual goal is for me, that's what I want to achieve. That's my goal. And the funny thing is, you might not even know what that is. It's some sort of oneness with God or merger with the ultimate, right? We don't really know what that is because our conscious mind can't, isn't, isn't that sophisticated. We can't understand it. It's beyond the mind. But here's the thing. When you set your goal that high, immediately your immediate life changes. Your day-to-day life will change. You'll quickly achieve half of that goal. And what's funny is you'll probably stop yelling at your wife or husband. You'll probably stop drinking. Just You won't even notice it. You'll just stop it because you're so far above that now. You're halfway to your big goal. This is what happened in my journey. I've mentioned it before on this show. I Things just dropped away that I didn't even try. <laughs> it's just gone. Where'd it go? I don't know. So think about this. What if your goal was to take four weeks of vacation every year? Like literally go away on vacation to some awesome beach resort or, or some ski resort in the mountains or whatever. Imagine if that was your goal. Four weeks vacation. I guarantee you this. You'll at least spend two weeks every year on vacation in an awesome place. Even if you miss your goal of four weeks, you're still going to spend two weeks there. And how many people actually spend two weeks on vacation these days? No one. Almost no one. So we have to set our goal high. I remember when I was younger and I was in Sunday school, right? Because we we were part of the uh, Catholic religion and we went to Sunday mass and or before mass, we went to Sunday school and we had to bring our Bible right? And I remember one year or one time my mom, we got a, we got a new Bible. It was a paperback 
Bible and it needed like a book cover. You know, remember back in school, you used to put like, you know, you used to make like a makeshift book cover on it so you don't mess up the book. And the book cover she put on it was, it said Air Force. And it had a picture of a plane, like a, like a fighter plane going up. And underneath it, it said, aim high. And I never forgot that. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I looked at it a bunch of, like a hundred times over a few years or something. But aim high. I always remember that from that book cover. And even though it was the Air Force, I still remember it. But it's a really magical thing when you set your goal really high. So question for you. That's right. You have to pull your weight around here. What is your spiritual goal? Think about that. Or what is the highest spiritual goal available to a human being? These are great questions. If you want to write them in your diary, think about it. Again, comment on this post and let me know your ideas. They're not easy questions. You know what? It might take you four years to answer one of them. It might take you 40 years. I don't know. But we'll never get the answer if we don't ask the question. <laughs> right? So with that big question hanging in the balance, what is your spiritual goal? Let's just take a quick little pondering break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Mystic Show. And if you want to, if you like some of these topics we talk about here, you can share it uh, with your social networks. You can share it with your family. You can talk about it with people. I mean, you know, online, like Facebook, there's a lot of uh, opportunity to share and a lot of people who really like these topics. So if you think you might want to share, go ahead. Just grab the link to this episode and share it and say, hey. This is pretty cool. Check it out. Or share it and say, this is horrible. Don't listen to it. (laughs) Either one. (laughs) So fear. Um, I had a call a few days ago with a person. Uh, It was a business phone call. And I was talking to a guy who, you know, I was talking about things we could do in the future business-wise. And it turns out that he is sort of like really good friends and sort of like working with one of my competitors. So on this phone call, I was talking to him like, just like I would talk to anybody, but I could sense this reluctance to really open up to me. And I also sensed this reluctance to really work with me, like cooperate with me and try to help each other in business because he was already cooperating with my competitor, right? And he probably didn't want to 
anger my competitor, right? So I, I felt like in his mind and heart, he was just sort of like, he was okay to talk to me, but he was, didn't really want to get involved with anything I was talking about. And I really felt as though it was fear that, you know, again, he didn't want to ruin his current relationship with my competitor. So, and then I thought, I got to thinking, you know, fear is something we have to navigate every day. I think in business, that's very clear. Like there's so many ways you have to navigate other people's fear. It's almost like life itself is this big dance of navigating fear and, and mostly other people's fear um, and also your own. So it's interesting. So this business call kind of made a light bulb go off and there's a lot of times other people are fearful. You know, fear is something, you know, at times it can be very apparent when someone is afraid of something. Other times it can be very subtle and very hard to detect. And, and the subtle fears are even stronger. So it's difficult. We, you know, a lot of times we'll talk to people and, or, or you, you'll talk to someone and something just wasn't right. And you just sense something in the other person and it can be fear. It can be fear in you as well. So I, I just thought that's an interesting way to view life is that we're always navigating through fear, other people's and our own. Because think about it. If no one was afraid of anything, then we'd all just be happy, go lucky, having some fun, living life, just open, honest right? There'd be no, none of, no negativity. It would just be open. It's okay. Whatever. Nothing to fear. Everything's going to be fine for all of us. So fear is that thing that makes us try to hide things from our competitors. And now look, business is one thing. Like you have to, in a way you have to be smart or else you'll lose everything. So it really does become this balancing act of, you know, navigating other people's fear, but also being true to yourself. And I, I mean, those are, I think in my life, those are the things that vex me the most. Like, I, I don't get it yet. Like, there's such a fine line between uh, accepting something and challenging something. Because sometimes you have to challenge what's going on. Sometimes you can accept what's going on, even if it's bad. You can accept it, and that's fine. But sometimes you cannot accept it. You know, a good example is if someone broke into your house and started, you know, assaulting your family members. I mean, there's no way you're going to just stand there and say, ooh, I'm a spiritual person. I'm just going to accept this. I mean, no way. You would do what you have to do. That's what you have to do. <laughs> the question is, when, what, where's that line? <laughs> when do you just accept and when do you say, no, I got to do something about this? That, to me, <laughs> I'm still wrestling with that one. If, if, if you can help me with that, please comment on this post. T give me the directions. If you know how to handle these things and how to discriminate between the two and handle that fine line tell me. I will listen to you. I will try it. <laughs> I'll try anything at this point. Anyway, it's funny how 
the same the same situations come up over and over in our lives to sort of give us the opportunity to learn about it and understand it. So, you know, another big part of fear is attachment, is being attached to our, let's say, our physical possessions, right? Some people are really proud of their car or really proud of their home. Or if, you know, you're a woman, you're really proud of the diamond ring or anything, you know, some people are really proud of their drum set. It's like people who love their drum set more than other human beings. And, you know, not everyone, but some people do. And it's that's not good because then you're always worried about your drum set. And I'm only using a drum set as an example because I'm looking at my drum set right now. <laughs> Which, yeah, I've been... Tr- well, I played it a few times over the past few months. Yeah, I'm 12 years out of shape, so nothing really great. Although my wife got to see me play drums for the first time. We had been married, what, almost nine years, and she never saw me play the drums. And then I, the other, maybe last month, I got on the drums and I started rocking out and she was like amazed, right? It is kind of amazing. I mean, so anything you do for like 20, 25 years and you're pretty good at it, and the first time someone else sees it, it's pretty amazing. Anyway, if you're too proud of these possessions, they take control of you. Now you're not in charge of your life. Your drum set is in charge of your life. This happens, if think about it, when someone gets a new car. If they get a tiny scratch on their new car, oh my God, it's the end of the world. I mean, very angry, very upset, right? Now look, I understand. It's a new car. You don't want to scratch. But, you know, sometimes we're attached to my new pristine car. We're, we're a little too much attached. And it reminds me of these Star Wars movies. You know, whether you're a fan or not of Star Wars, the whole idea of the dark side of the Force and the Force, it it's a phenomenal analogy. I mean, there's so many different angles to this analogy it's it's awesome it really is awesome um but that's what happens when someone turns to the dark side they start to fear and attachment creep in and that clouds your vision and then you start maybe becoming greedy and then you start you know going down the wrong path that's how these that's what happened to anakin skywalker who became darth vader right? He was first, he was a good guy. And then slowly he felt attachment toward his girlfriend, then wife. And then he wanted to save her because he didn't want to lose her. And it just brought him all the way down to the darkest side of the dark side. So, so fear is this big thing to navigate. I mean, I, again, don't have any real special advice. I just thought that it's another way for us to sort of observe life, observe ourselves, and maybe observe others to really see past the superficial level of life and a little deeper into the fears and maybe into the consciousness of other people. And maybe we can avoid, you know, well, we can use that consciousness to to grow and maybe have less fear ourselves and and maybe understand other people's fear too because they're going through a tough time they're afraid they're trying to get over it 
at least subconsciously. So, so I'm happy you listened to this episode. I, this one really felt like a big long ramble, but you know, we talked about some interesting stuff, right? We talked about the gaps in our thinking and in time, your spiritual trajectory, setting a high goal and navigating fear. So until next week, may you meditate well, may you meditate often, (laughs) and may your consciousness open up, and as always, keep shining.